Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
Hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Spirits Republic with Cultured Sculptures. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing? Hello. That's everybody. groovy. <laughs> what was that? You know, so um, a- apparently they call so them. so groovy. It is, but apparently they call themselves Nashville's Alt Expert Funkadelia. So that's what they label <laughs> themselves as. <laughs> well, I got news for them. They're just psychedelic. They sound like the electric prunes. Right. They they, like, again, retro, it sounds like it was recorded like in like 67, you know? Well, exactly. And, you know, the, the, the fact is, I think we've talked about this before. You know, I love this genre. I mean, I think this is fantastic stuff. And the thing that is most difficult to do is find an enigmatic uh, vocal. And they have done that. That vocal's got a lot of personality, really cool. The guys back in the 60s that, that pulled this off, they, they had uh, really melodic, interesting, personable singers, lead vocals. And I think they've got that. Do you remember uh, Electric Prunes, Too Much to Dream Last right. Night or Psychotic Reaction? You know, those, those, those songs were amazing. I had a radio show, a Nashville-based radio show, on the indie station WXNA a few years back. It was called Nashville U, and it was a bit kind of about Nashville underground. I did several shows about the kind of uh, psychedelic leanings of some Nashville-based acts, Pujol, Jeff the Brotherhood. I mean, this is kind of a thing for Nashville is the ability to put this psychedelic music out there. I love it. I think it's really, really cool. Kudos, guys. That's the first I've heard it. Yesterday, we had uh, a rather pleasant weather here, and I was out on an extended drive, and uh, something occurred to me. I want to know, this is a, a burning question. Carl, you're a pretty pragmatic musician type. I am too. Nicole, you're a pragmatic person. <laughs> I'm a passionate music fan, but I have never once in the probably 500 plus shows that I've gone and seen, I've never lit my lighter and held it up you know, with the rest of the mass of humanity. All right, so here's the question. I'm on an extended drive, and I rediscover Rush 2112. And what's interesting about this is it occurs to me that it is the only album of the thousands that I've heard and know well over my 50 years of listening that triggers me playing air drums and air guitar. So my question is, do you have an album that triggers that response in you where you'll actually kind of play an air guitar or you'll be so excited by hearing the songs that uh, you get into it to that extent? Carl, you go first and then Nicole. For one, I play the guitar. No guitar players play air guitar. <laughs> so right off the bat, that's a no. I don't know. I'm telling you, anybody who actually plays the guitar is not playing air guitar to rush. Well, I would think that about me, too. I mean, anybody that plays drums would not play air drums, but yet I play air drums on Rush 2112. No, I don't care. I don't care. I will. I will. I would never play air drums. I would never play air guitar. I don't care well, if I was sitting in the room. Guy. I'm not pragmatic. Well, I think it's stupid. I'm you know, telling you, it's so bizarre. I mean, that record, twenty one twelve. How do you drive time. the car if, if you're doing air drums? Oh yeah, man. I'm just like banging on the steering wheel. You know. I mean, that's like. <laughs> Nicole, is there a record that you will play air guitar to? There is a song 
that I will play air guitar and do air drums too. Um, what is it? So it's Panic at the Disco's Hey Look Ma, I Made It. <sighs> I know. I know. I quit this podcast. <laughs> I quit this podcast. <laughs> I don't I can't believe I'm I'm dealing with people who play air guitar. I'm telling you, I believe that there's a record in everybody's history that will trigger that response in them. You know, it might be, you know, and and it's weird that you don't have one, Carl. Why? You don't you, you're not triggered to to like mimic a lick on a on a Beatles record. I hate music. <laughs> it, it, to me, it's the bane of my life. It's something that for some reason I do. It's what I know how to do well and I can, but I hate it. So there's not a song in the world that will make you like bop your head and just break out into like dance. Well, I, I love, there are songs I like. like well, I, maybe, I love, you know, not, not play air guitar, but maybe mimic a lick or something. I never mimic licks. <laughs> I mimic no licks. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't do it either, with the exception of Rush Twenty One Twelve. I have favorite songs, but you know one of my favorite songs is um all the young, young dudes. dudes, man. Wow, I love that song. Yeah, and to I me, so whenever I hear all the young dudes, it's still. But I don't play lead guitar to it. I don't go like an idiot. I just like it, you know. So the next time you're driving in the city and uh, the, all young dudes comes on. Play a little lick for me out there in the air, in the ether, you know? We know Carl's not going to do that. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never going to do that. And another thing, too, I'm having a hard time with these guys on TikTok who are saying, can you, what's the best top 10 riffs? And to me, a riff is like a, a little phrase of notes. Chords are not riffs. So when they play bum, 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 like smoke on the water, that's yeah. not a riff. That's a chord progression. Like, you know, like Jethro Tull, Akulong, that's a riff. So you're you're thinking that a riff is more like a lead line. To me, it's a series of notes, like bone, day tripper. That's a riff, you know. But like these chord progressions are not. Like, somebody said the intro to to like a Ziggy. What about uh, a riff? is what's is the intro to um, Sweet Home Alabama a riff? Now that's an interesting mm. one because that's a broken chord, right? But it, it, but it's so it's enough of a it's pretty iconic the way it's built. that yeah. that that is kind of that that would kind of bleed. But I I call that like dun 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 dun. Yeah, that's kind of a riff, but yeah. basically it's broken chords. So it is. But so so anyway, so these riff guys and these air guitar guys and I don't know. <laughs> all I all I know is all I know is this is what all I know. <laughs> this is Don Kirsten Junior Junior's This Day in Music. Oh, Today, you, you, do you have one ready? 1966, this day, Dusty Springfield had her number one single, nice. Don't You Have to Say You Love Me, her big iconic song. 14 years later, in 1980 on this day, another blonde girl in the name of Deborah Harry in her band Blondie had a hit song with <laughs> Call Me, number one. <laughs> two number ones, two blonde girls. This was John Kushner Jr. Jr.'s This Day in Love. <laughs> Man, that's getting that's getting really professional, Don. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Dusty Springfield, man, you could do a whole show on her, right? Well, why don't we play some more music? So we are going to give a shout out to Lady Savage Management and then listen to Decor by Spirits Republic. Lady Savage Management is a Nashville-based PR, branding, and management company owned by Natalie Bailey. With over a decade of combined professional experience in the music and public relations industry, she helps her clients by gaining them exposure on a national scale and laying the groundwork for them to position their brand for a legacy of success. For more information, visit ladysavagemanagement.com. Again, that is ladysavagemanagement.com. Yeah. 
the wall. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get a Primus vibe off of that. That's, but I see where the I see where the where the funk is coming in. I'm hearing Blue Oyster Cult early. These guys, <laughs> no. these guys are everywhere, man. Yeah. I, I like these guys. They, they they do whatever they want. It I like, like that it. kind of. I like that that whole underpinning of that kind of Andy Summers chord, that open chord, you know, and then. And then we get the the slapping and the palm playing and everything. It's they're they're cool, man. I, I really like this. It's funny. I could have been in this band. <laughs> hey guys, right now let's do a waltz right here. Go it. Okay. And then do that Zeppelin riff right after that part. <laughs> or don't call it a riff. <laughs> oh yeah, we had that different chord progression. Yeah, that's a, you know like. I, I want to like you know make a distinction. I gotta create the distinction between a chord progression and the guitar riff. The guy who does this is this cool guitar guy. You know, um, I forget his name on Facebook, and he's a great guitar player, and he has these great videos he does. But he's wrong. It's not a riff. It's it's yeah. a chord progression. Well, I mean, I, I guess the equivalent of a riff would be a lick uh, on the drums. No, because- see now a lick. A lick is 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 a is is smaller than a riff. <laughs> so, what's the difference between a lick, a riff, and a chord progression? Like, I, how I, many I, seconds is in there? A chord progression is a chord progression. A riff is like <laughs> is a riff, and a lick is a lick. Anyway, then we talked to these we guys. We did. So, Spirits Republic answered our questions of the week. Now that's kind of a riff. Ah. <laughs> no, but, but, but it's not a chord progression. But it's not that's a lick. A, what would that be? Is that a lick? When I was producing records, I would sometimes call that a phrase. That, there I'll you go. Play that phrase. That's a phrase. So now, we, so now we have a lick, a riff, a phrase, and a chord progression. <laughs> right. That's it. We need slang for the chord progression. I've never said chord progression in my whole life. Yeah, it's, it's a good progression. Yeah. Anyway. So the the first question that we asked them is to tell us a little bit about themselves. Yeah, this is uh, Russell with Spirits Republic. Uh, we're based out of Nashville, Tennessee, um, despite all three of us growing up in the Northeast. Um, we've been a band since 2016. I'm originally from Long Island, New York, and I play guitar and sing for the band. Perry, what about you? Hey everyone, my name's Perry. I'm also originally from Long Island, New York, and I am the drummer in the band. Hey, uh, I'm Ricky, and I play bass. So that's just a little bit about us. Uh, people have described our sound as alt-experra funkadelia, which is some cross between alternative rock, experimental music, funk, and psychedelia. Um, we just try to keep it fresh and play music that we enjoy. I am super impressed. I think this might be the first time we've had oh, uh, we've asked we've asked a whole band to answer questions, and they've approached it uh, professionally. And they all three sat down together. I think that's wonderful. there was no they're, they're from Long Island, and there was no dishwashing in this. <laughs> you remember that one? Funny because, like, you know, maybe I maybe I was in this band. Maybe you were in a past life. It surprises me that they're from Long Island. Like, what are these Northeasterners doing in Nashville with us? Because I'm from Long Island too. So, so we asked them something yeah, else. Yeah, we did. We asked them what current music projects are you working on right now. 
Right now we're in the process of recording 12 original songs. It'll be released two at a time over the next several months. The first pair, which will be Clear Cut White Noise and Cultured Sculptures, will be on our first release entitled Ambifer. So these songs are a solid mix of driving groove-based rock. We've got a bunch of shows on the calendar all across the southeast for this spring and summer. In addition, we've been working on a lot of new music. Uh, meeting up a few times a week and just continuing the writing process, trying to write cool songs. And uh, Ricky, you got anything to add? Yeah, um, you should check out the songs. They're definitely worth a listen and come on out and see us at a show. So they actually just were at the uh, Make It Happen Festival in Knoxville, Tennessee this weekend. So they were making it happen, apparently. Another festival that happened was Coachella. I've seen pictures and I'm just like, I don't understand it anymore. Who wants to go to the middle of the desert for three days? What else do we ask Spirits Republic? So we asked Spirits Republic, what music artists have influenced your career so far? All right. So we're going to go in a row and kind of just say a bunch of bands that we really enjoy. Perry, you start. I'm going to start with Rush. I'm going to go Red Hot Chili Peppers. Primus. Mastodon. Incubus. Smashing Pumpkins. Pink Floyd. The Beatles. Donovan. Dream Theater. Super Tramp. Nice. Violent Femmes. Green Day. Blink-182. Rancid. Great band. The Who. Led Zeppelin. I don't listen to any more music. Uh, We'll probably stop here then. That was pretty cool. This is my favorite band that we've ever had on 9420. And and I want some credit for bringing up Rush 2112 and Primus in the same damn episode before I knew what their influence But they also brought up the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We have to dig into this. (laughs) Oh, we have to. All right. We have assignments. We have Uh, to listen to the new Red Hot Chili Peppers album and bring our opinions next episode. I hear it's very, very, very good. Three of the last four acts that we featured mentioned the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, and the, Beatles. the Beatles. Yeah. I could see the Beatles, you know. Well, I'll give these guys a, a bunch of uh, bands to listen to. I can't go into it here, but they need to listen to Mother's Finest and start there. So the next question we asked them, which is our favorite one, is what does a successful music career look like for you? Successful career in music. If there was a loaded question, this is definitely that one. Just having some shows that people actually show up to and we make actual currency doing sounds pretty good to me. What do you, what do you think, Ricky? I mean, success, I don't know. I haven't really experienced that yet, and I don't know what I'm looking for. The truth, the truth. Perry, what do you think? I think as long as people are talking about you to some capacity and are showing their friends that you've discovered something cool and that you found it before they did, Sometimes that's all you need, and it catches fire. Backstage Bettys. So these guys, <laughs> I really like them. Well, these they're the most honest. Great. They're not like getting all like pompous. Well, I think it's because as long as I can help one person, like oh, who cares? All right. So we asked them, uh, "What are your thoughts on the music discovery process today?" So yeah, Russell here. Not a great candidate to talk about this one because I'm basically a dinosaur with my music discovery because I just listen to whole albums on Amazon Music because it's free for me. And yeah, I, I don't listen to playlists or discover anything new that often. Um, so I'm going to pass it off to uh, Ricky or Perry, whoever speaks up. Yeah, first. this is Ricky. I don't really 
I don't know. The new music I discover is through NCS Miami. Perry, what about you? For me, I think a lot of it, uh, you know, going to shows is definitely helpful when they're available. Um, seeing the opener and, you know, playlisting helps too. But there's no right or wrong way to discover new music. As long as it's not TikTok. Stay off TikTok, kids. They're, they're taking away your <laughs> job. Yeah, I like they're, these guys. These guys are me. Like I, how, how old are these guys? <laughs> I want to say they're like mid-20s. They're not like old like guys, not... right? So, I, you know, these guys give me hope for the future. Yeah, they're smart dudes. I mean, they've got good taste uh, and they play well. Uh, and um, they're uh, and they're wacky, you know. I like it. The joke of it is, these guys like you know, you know, are anti TikTok. But I bet you if they went on TikTok with with their little shtick that they do, they probably oh my gosh, they they'd probably they'd blow, blow up. up. They could probably blow up on yeah. TikTok because they're funny, man, and they're, and they're like honest. So I like that. I like that round robin like influence thing where they just kept trying to name bands. I, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> Anyway, do the honors. Hold on before we go. Smiling. You are smiling. Week seven of the Invisalign journey. There you go. So anyway, let us out of here. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through because we have one more song by Spirits Republic called Clear Cut White Noise. For all of the links and everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. (laughs) 